but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, free your sticky stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Welcome! It's time for Lima Time Time. I am one of your co-hosts, James Yasko, with your other far funnier co-host, Patrick McClellan. How you doing, Patrick? Wow, far funnier. That's that's such an honor. I feel oh, I'm just I'm I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm Thank cool you. with it. I'm cool I'm with doing the silver well. medal. I'm cool with the silver medal. That's fine. No, that's good. But I feel like I feel like you have the timing though. You're kind of you're you're sneaky you're sneaky beating me and I don't like I'm keeping the score <laughs> on the funniness. I, I'm just the guy that curses a lot according to uh our Twitter friends and reviewers. So just, just know that you're on my radar, and I'm. I really don't want you to steal any more thunder from me. So I'm, just kind of chill out a little bit. I'll chill out. I'll, I can chill but out. But otherwise, I'm great. Yeah. Good. Um, as always, and we still have managed to not screw this up. Uh, we are sponsored by Bravado by Houston's own Bravado yes. Bravado Spice. Bravado Spice Company is literally the best hot sauce company that that I know. You may know some stupid ass hot sauce company that you use and you're like yeah i like this dumb hot sauce but bravado spice company this is the kind of company that just says hey james and patrick we're gonna send you a sweet t-shirt and our full line of hot sauces just because we feel like it because we like you and they didn't have to do that we didn't ask for anything no they just sent it to us and I think they even use like upgraded postage. Like they did like two day mail. Yeah. Like that's how cool Bravado Spice is. That's I'm not even talking about how cool their sauces are. Like that's the kind of people they are. Yeah. James at Bravado Spice was like, yeah, you need some gear and you need the hot sauces. And we had them in a couple days. And I'm wearing the shirt right now on air, and it's awesome. Um. So I would like to tell you guys to go to bravadospice.com, as always. But they have given you, the valuable listener, a code. And I have since forgotten that code <laughs> <laughs> during the spot. But I'm about, to, I'm, I'm about to tell you what that is. While you pull it up, you, everyone should know that I didn't watch a minute of the Astros game today because I took my daughter, my wife and I took our daughter to her very first baseball game. We went to Round Rock. And I would be lying if I said that I did not take the crimson, uh, the hot sauce, like their mainline hot sauce. I, I put it in my wife's purse so that I could douse the uh, fries that I got in it. It was that, well, that good. That's so Hillary Clinton of her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people will laugh at that. That's a really good joke. That's, that's a good a- joke for any of you. Just Google it and you'll be like, whoa, Patrick really got him on that one. It's timely um, and topical. The deal uh, – the. The code that I could not remember, and I will probably be mocked for this, is actually the code HOT DEAL. <laughs> it's <laughs> One, tricky. <laughs> very tricky. So uh, if you go to their website, uh, bravadospice.com, and buy anything there on their website, put in the code HOT DEAL. It's a limit time time special 
code. We'll probably get a cooler name. I'll, I'll, I'll talk with him about that. Yeah. Because Hot Deals, like, you know. It'd be cool if we could influence a new hot sauce and, and it'd be called. Yeah, like, but like, how cool of a code would just be Lima time? Yeah. That'd we don't even need the extra sauce. time, just one time. Um, but yeah, hot deal, one word, um, and you get 15% off anything that you buy on their site just for typing that in. So that's kind of cool. It's real cool. And, and I, I and gotta, keep listening, maybe he'll send you cool shirts and sauces. I don't know. Yeah. I can't predict what they'll do. But um, this is the longest spot they've gotten, so they should give us more money <laughs> and more stuff for this. And, I, and just, I've had a couple people like ask me on Twitter, like, hey, can I get this in Phoenix? Can I get this in Indianapolis? And I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, go to their website and order it like a normal person. So They, now- they are available all over the country. Um, they're in stores all over. Um, but it's... You know, it's it's hit or miss. So, like I've said every episode, seriously, hit hit me up, um, and I will put you in touch with Bravado. But you could probably find that out on their website. Like, we don't work for them. Right. So, like, I can't tell you that, like, oh, oh where are you? you're in Mesa, Arizona. You're in Jerome, Arizona. Yeah, just go to the Quickie Mart. And, <laughs> it, yeah, so I don't know. But I will find out for you. I... I give you my word, and you won't regret it. As he said, the Crimson, their standard hot sauce is off the chain. I'm a jalapeno and green apple guy. Um, I actually just used it on some leftover Papacitos quesadillas. Nice. And off the hook. So, Bravado Spice Company, you're welcome for this like 15-minute spot. <laughs> Basically, what I'm doing is delaying talking about what we're about to have to talk about. Yeah. But f- and trying to trying to stay in a good mood. The, the good thing for, for us and for our listeners is that we have a straight-up Houston legend on the show, oh. and we are, we are very excited about this. So our boy, uh, your boy, Robert Flores, formerly of ESPN, currently of the MLB Network and the NHL Network, uh, has graciously agreed to join us after he's been on, like at work. Like he's, he's coming on after his shift is over because he is the only dude uh, that actually represents Houston on the reg, and he is your friend and mine. He is Robert Flores. How are you doing, Robert? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Better better with a two-hit win? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I was watching the, the game off and on, on on Sunday, getting ready for, for my shift, and, you know, Fister really gave them what they needed, and you know he he walked a lot of dudes the last time out there in Seattle. Uh, but man, he that was a significant performance for him. Make no make no mistake. It feels like what the Astros need is for their starting pitchers to be perfect in order for them to have a chance right now. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what makes it difficult because there's because they're starting pitching. Right now, without McCullers, it's not a staff where you know you can you have a lot of room for error. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's not a lot of hit and miss kind of stuff on right. there. And, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this on a previous episode. They're all the same guy, and that's kind of what where we we feel like they're all low 90s. Like they're all the same pitcher. Yeah. So like, it's easy for the other teams to settle in for a series because you have nobody that's changing speeds too dynamically, or it's just not. I don't know. I feel like they're all the same dude, ninety-one miles an hour, and a weird off-speed pitch. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also when you couple the fact, so it, it's 
you know, it, it's never one thing, right? So it, it's the it's the uh, the starters. They've had problems, and then the bullpen. God knows they've had problems. Yeah. Off, offensively, they're they're still not hitting with runners in scoring position, and not to mention, as of I haven't checked the numbers, but I know as of a week ago they led the American League in in most times caught stealing. Yep. Uh, and that doesn't even include the base running mistakes. Um, uh. Bless his heart, uh, Carlos Gomez on 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 Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought, and I tweeted this out. I thought that that ninth inning was just kind of a, a microcosm of what's been wrong with the Astros. You know, he 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 gets a double. He tries to leg it out. And he ends up being the first out thrown out at third in the ninth, <laughs> in the top of the ninth. And then in the bottom of the ninth, he makes a diving stab at a, at a ball in the outfield and comes up literally yep. just inches away. So it, it's not that the effort's not there. I, I just think that they're just, for whatever reason, it's just not working right now. Now, now, do you? Th- I completely agree with all of that. It was absolutely a microcosm of, of the season thus far. Now, do you think this is who they are since this is what they for so long yeah. now and you know people were spewing off that like what what are they uh right at 500 since uh since last season or something i mean yeah. they're right there I, I guess with this win that would put them back at 500 or one game under something like that yeah like, that's that's a little scary no it, absolutely uh and and also con- consider that on you know this is may 1st we're taping this on may 1st yeah this this time last year they were tied with the Royals, I believe, for the best record in the American League. A year, a year later, a year to the date, they're tied for the worst record in the American League with the Minnesota Twins. Um, that, at least that was going into Sunday's action. So, I, yeah, I mean, um, do they that, have that, rockets? Do they have rocket syndrome? Did they catch some uh, sort of Dwight Howard disease that? That is unbeknownst. We don't know what it is, but did they catch that exact thing that happened to the Rockets? You know, I, I think that expectation thing, whatever that is, expectation illness. Zika. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little early to, you know, I, I've been saying, listen, we need to find the panic button, but we don't necessarily need to push it. Right. Yep. You know, we not right not right now. We're we're you know, let's find it, but let's not push it because you know, Altuve is still going to hit. Springer's going to hit. Uh Correa's going to hit, and sooner or later someone's got to come up with a huge hit consistently with runners in scoring position. And the chances they've been taking on the base paths, look, sometimes the team other teams have been making plays. So there's some of that, but I I think it it's it's definitely a troubling pattern. It's 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 still early, but it's something that man, it it's, yeah. it is troubling. Yeah, it, it's definitely troubling. But you know that they they played up that young and dumb storyline last year. Like they're too young to to recognize that they're in a wild card game at Yankee Stadium and that they're playing the Royals tough and all that stuff. I'm wondering if that young and dumb thing can also apply here to where. Yeah, this is a terrible start, and it's awful. But at the same time, they could come out and pull and what they did last April, and they're right back in the thick of things because they're young and dumb. 
Yeah, and, and is that I, too crazy? I I, no, I I don't know. Think I don't think so. And and also, you know, Dan O'Dowd, a former Rockies general manager, who is uh, one of our analysts on uh, on MLB Network, says that he goes by the the forty game. That's kind of his barometer, and okay. he 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 says I think forty games in, you have an idea of of what your team is. So. Uh, you know we're 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 a little bit a ways away. I mean we're 25 games into the season, um, so I, I think this next week, week and a half, is very very critical. It's funny because uh, we, we've been it's funny because we've been saying that <laughs> last week. It was like all right, this if we go on this road trip <laughs> and take care of Seattle and Oakland, then it's it's two division series wins. We're feeling better. We're closer to 500 where everybody's hanging around the division, and it's all good. And then they, they do this, and it like pushes it another week, and it's like, oh, these guys. They're just very frustrating. Very. And I'm looking at their schedule right now for the first part of May. You mentioned the Twins. They've got them at home. Right. The twin, you know, the Twins stink. Uh, the Mariners just took two of three from the Royals, uh, uh, so, and they've got Seattle coming in for four. And then they go. Then they have the Indians, and then their first road trip in the month of May. It's Boston for four, and then the White Sox for three. Before okay. The Rangers come in for three. So that's not bad. That's it's not great. Fenway's not a tough place to play, but I I still think Boston isn't as good as people think they are. Even though they're not playing very well now, but I, I think people thought they were going to be a good team. Coming into yeah. the season, um, so I, I'm. I'm. This is. We keep saying, "All right, this is the week. This is the week <laughs> I come through." Uh, and, and I hear you, but um, mm. yeah, it, this is this is very. This is a very critical time. Um, they, they've look as I said, the twins stink at minimum. They got to take two of three. Yeah, they got to sweep twins. The twins suck. They got at home. They got to come in and they got to destroy the twins. For me, this is just for. Me. Me personally, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Mariners, listen, um, you know Taiwan Walker, who's continuing to pitch well. Uh, he bottled him up. King Felix, he's not King Felix anymore, but he's still very, very good. Uh, you got that for four. The Indians, eh? I don't really know. You know, I, I, I don't know who they are right now. Nobody, nobody does. And you know, I th- that road trip, that first road trip in May. You go to Fenway for four, and the White Sox right now, and and things change. They change from day to day. That's obvious. But the White Sox, they're, you know, they just beat the Orioles, and I think they took two of three from the Orioles. So they're they're playing really well. And uh, I know you feel my pain, but why we cannot beat the Rangers, I have no idea. It's the worst. Uh, no, we hate. No. The, I, I hate them with such a passion that I can't even put it into words. And even when, even when. Uh, Oswald and Bagwell and Bishop no, and yeah. the Rangers stunk. They couldn't beat them. Ah, I I so would bad, consider right? I would consider that if the Astros in a in a season went over the course of an entire season went nineteen and one forty three, but won every single game against the Rangers, <laughs> that would be a success. Now now didn't they win a big series down the stretch last year against the Rangers at, at Texas, or did, am I making that up? No, they I did. They, uh, I mean, I, it just doesn't feel like it. In my heart, they did. 
It was, they did, they did, it was like the last week of the season or the last couple of weeks of the season, and it was one of those series that they had to, two out of three or something. They had to win it to stay within, within a puncher's chance of, of taking the division. Like, it wasn't, uh, it didn't really decide anything other than. it was important. It was, I mean, yeah, it was important. So, um, Robert. Okay, uh, but yeah, I want to turn things positive really quick before. Before you have to go, Robert, how about the U of H Cougars and where that university and program is going football-wise? Are we excited or what? Oh, absolutely. And, and to see, you know, the, the job that uh, Tom Herman has done and, and also um, I, I think it, you know, it really spreads to, to men's basketball when you talk about the, the facility upgrade. Oh, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, the, the the stadium the football stadium's already good the basketball stadium they 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 got the practice facility they're going to make improvements to Hawthorne so I really think there's a lot of momentum and and I think that the football team deserves a great deal of credit for it because of of the job that term uh, Tom Herman has has done and and generating some buzz some enthusiasm and an excitement not only amongst the players but among the fan base so yeah he really is and he's galvanized uh, the, you i mean you know how this city is it's it's suspect at certain times but he's been as he's come in and and the more the longer he's been here he's making fringe fans and non-alumni and people that you know don't wouldn't care normally they're starting to notice the program especially after the bowl win and stuff so like i'm super stoked for uh what's to come and you know that oklahoma game opened up the season is uh definitely on my radar but i had to bring up u of h while you were on because come oh on. absolutely no it it, it uh, i've gotten to know coach herman a little bit and we you know exchange texts every now and then and and um i i, th- I think he's done a great job and and Look, how how long will he'll stay at, at U of H? Who who knows? But I, I say just in you know he's he's going to be coaching the team next year. So uh, right, uh, right. You know, enjoy it, and and hopefully it, it can just be the the, the start of something uh, uh, significant and consistent. Is it true? I is it true? Is it true that you left uh, that you left ESPN because you hit? Uh, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless in the face so hard that they were in makeup for hours. <laughs> no, there is no tr- no truth to that. Absolutely none. Okay, I was- but heck, uh, uh, you know what? It, it's kind <laughs> of uh, uh, you know it, it's interesting to to read now about uh, you know Skip leaving and and um, you know and then. Mike Tirico also leaving, so it, it's, it's kind uh, of been coming. And like after the Bill Simmons stuff, it's all kind of things are just they're interesting well, uh, up there. Yeah, I mean, listen, no, it's we're not, not, we're not trying to get you in any controversy. No, it's no, 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 and, no, and it, it, it that's just a fact of look. That's business. That's the I business. mean, that, yeah. that's that's yeah. it's very similar to what the you know the teams and the athletes that we cover. Um, you know. People are going to move on to um, going to move on to other things for a variety of reasons. Uh, it can be uh, financial. It could be uh, you know just a better opportunity. Um, and and ESPN will always you know it, listen. I mean it, it it's the thing 
that even non-sports fans are aware of. Even non-sports fans uh, are aware of SportsCenter. It's the thing that gets quoted in movies and things like that. So right. um, it, it's not going away. Um, but, you know, when you have so many talented people under one roof that can do a variety of different things, then, of course, uh, other outlets are going to uh, want to take advantage of that. So it, it's just like, uh, like I said, it's free agency in, in, in Major League Baseball. People change teams and for a variety of reasons, and, and it's no different here. That's a, that's a super good analogy. Um, okay, now I have one last one for you since you need, I know you need to eat and stuff. Who <laughs> at this point in time is ruining hip-hop? <laughs> like who is ruining hip hop right now? Who? That's a good question. That's a very good question. It's it's a tough one because there's a I lot. Know. So there's I know I had to throw you a curveball at the end here, but yeah, there, <laughs> and there's but, and there's a lot of correct answers to be honest with you. Um, hmm. I can't really think of because as much as I as much as uh, hate or you know. Criticism as Drake gets, I kind of, you know, I kind of like. I'm not gonna lie, I've got some Drake in my nope. Workout, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, my workout playlist. Um, no, you know, and even listen. Uh, I I know people remember, you know, remember, and and I still get tweets to Iggy Azalea tweets and things <laughs> like that. But okay. hey, she came. She she literally had Nick Young's back. With, uh, you know, she prevented him from getting a misspelled tattoo on his back. <laughs> that was, a, was that not amazing? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how amazing it was, but, I mean. In the sense that it was a dumpster fire, that, <laughs> that kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, and, and to consider all the things that, uh allegedly went down but you know in their relationship i think that's a that that's a that was a very cool thing for for her to do to to make sure that nick young isn't walking around with uh with the misspelled tattoo even though and brock osweiler too. brock osweiler texans new quarterback you know he has a misspelled tattoo oh are you shitting me <laughs> no i don't know this oh hell it okay instead it, it said <laughs> Live life to its fullest. However, he's got an apostrophe. Apostrophe, yeah. So it's live life to it is fullest. <laughs> well, it's an inspir- it, He turned it inspirational. That's that's all he did. Absolutely. Live. Um, okay, I I know you have to go, but I just pulled this one out. Did you happen to catch any of the uh, Trevor Ariza fight with the, the Twitter guy today? I did see that. That's crazy, right? I I follow the I, the other guy is the guy that tweeted to him originally is a he's funny to follow because he's like he's kidding he's a troll, but he's a huge Rockets fan. So like or he tweeted him. I mean, this was months ago. Yeah. That if he pulled up for an, another jump shot, he was gonna pull up on him. <laughs> and then Trevor Ariza out of nowhere today. DMs them. The season's over now. I'm ready to pull up. Like DM me your address. Yeah, I'm like, that was, got, I mean, it's so it's, dope. So dope. It, I, I I I know that that Trevor and 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 all the other players are are just frustrated with oh, how man. the season turned out. And 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 look, it doesn't make Trevor. Uh, he doesn't come off well here. You're never going to come I off. I think well. he does. No, I, I want to retire his jersey. Yeah, I, I love it. 
I love right. it. Right. I mean, it, you do sort of get a, a, a certain amount of uh, of street cred, and, and you get some favorites and probably a few extra followers. But I, I guarantee you, you know, the members of the uh, Rockets organization oh, yeah. probably told them, "Hey, hey, we need to we need to be cool on that." But <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? To be fair, Trevor Ariza, he's a really good defensive player. I mean, he's, and we all know that the problems defensively that this team had, but he was, he had a great season defensively. He just, I, I thought so too. I, I actually, I thought he had a great well, season. Yeah, he, he just, just didn't shoot the ball well this year. Yeah. So I, I know that's frustrating. And, and, and look, that, that's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting summer between the Astros and what the Rockets do. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting summer to say the least. Let's hope it just turns interesting in in the good way. Yeah. I, city, this I'm city with you. Needs it. We need it. We need it so bad. No, it was so much fun to 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 see the Astros good again and and to see everyone get excited. I, I was visiting family in Houston um, during the playoffs and just driving around, seeing all the uh, Crush City T-shirts mm-hmm. and the Astro flags on the on the cars. It was really cool, and it took me back to when you know when I was growing up and in the mid '80s, and then in the '90s, and you know when they when the Astros were really really had it rolling. Um, so so I, I I hope that they they get it turned around because it's really fun. It's it's really fun to see the city like that when the Astros are playing well. It didn't take them long to piss all that away, though, did it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you got you got the big expectations now, and. And, uh, you know, Brian McTaggart, who, who covers the team for MLB.com, uh, who, who I follow, and I'm sure you guys too, and yep. he'll send out a tweet, uh, and, you know, inevitably there's a couple people, fire Hinch, they need to fire him, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, let's just, let's just relax, it's, it's, you know, it didn't start out well, but there's still a lot of baseball left. And it didn't really work out for uh, firing McHale, so maybe, I mean, I know it's two different sports, but let's let, let's all just kind of chill out a little bit with Good that. Point. Yeah, ugh. Well, I, I think the, the only question that we have left is, you know, now that you're with MLB Network and the NHL Network, are you happy? Yes, I am. I, I, yeah. I am. It, it, uh, uh, I was telling someone the other day... Uh, that I was, look, I, I was at ESPN for 11 years, so it, uh, uh, any kind of change would have been, and it was, it was, it was a difficult decision, and and I was a little apprehensive. I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but and while I've only been here for a very short time, it, it has been, it's been better than I thought. So um, I, I definitely made the, made the right decision, and and I, I couldn't be happier. Well, good. Awesome. Do you do you have a uh, a favorite hockey team? You know, growing up, it was the Houston Arrows. I mean, right. I'm talking about when the Arrows were in the uh, WHA, like Gordie Howe and 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 all that. But I, I kind of like the. And I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I like the Dallas Stars. I know oh, Houston, hell. Dallas. Nope. I know. I know. This was going so well. But I know. Well, that's understandable. I, I, I'm an LA Kings fan, and I just that's that's the route I went. I've you know done some work out in LA and stuff, so that's kind of where I went. But I get it. Like what else, I mean, what else are you supposed to do when when right. you're here? Um, it, it's either that or uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the only reason I oh, picked the gross. Blackhawks is because my oldest son is kind of friends with Joel Quenville's nephew. 
Okay. So. <laughs> hey, you know what? Any kind of correlation works. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that, yeah, makes sense. There you go. There you go. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. This was fun. I appreciate you having me on. Right, thanks a lot. Man, what a sweetheart. How, how, how much of a sweetheart was Robert Flores? Almost too much of a sweetheart. Did you feel like he was kind of, he was playing, playing us a little bit, like playing with our emotions? Yeah, he was tugging on my heartstrings a lot. I love him. Yeah, he represents this city, and in, in a day where I, I feel like a lot of the city feels slighted by the, uh, the national media, it's good to have people like that that totally cape for the city yeah. and like our total H town through and through. So, uh, and he's always oh, been he legit. was the like, best man. It's not an act. Like he's legit. Like he, he's legit Houston. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar with him, then just Google and look up some of his, uh, antics and, and storylines. And he's just the best and you'll see why. Yeah. And you'll, he's the best. So he's on Twitter at Roflow. Yep. Uh, R-O-F-L-O, um, Houston's own Robert Flores. What a great guy. I love him. I do, too. Let's... Uh, I so, can honestly say that. Yeah. And he, and he helped, you know, he helped morale for this week. He did. I'm in a much better mood now. Oh, I am, too. And see, I wouldn't be otherwise. Well, let's try to get back to that dark, that dark, that Should dark I, place. like, get back? Let me, let me pour a drink. Like, drink, like, just... Let me just chug a bottle of Jameson and just get back to that dark. Let me turn all my lights off. Let me have a seance. Let me let me call upon a dark demon or a witch and get to that dark place that is Astros baseball. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, so we're in kind of an interesting position here because this is – I can't remember the, what episode this is. Five, six – because uh, we've had a couple, you know, we had the, the interview with the Fenway Park, Josh Cantor guy. Uh, we had the bonus episode midweek, so I don't necessarily, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I think this is like officially six with the bonus episode included, but I, I don't know. We'll figure that out when we release it, I guess. Well, I don't, and what I don't want, I don't want to rehash the Mariner series because my God in heaven. Like, but. but I don't either. It, that, that was, that was awful. That was the, I mean, the, but the crazy thing, and here's what I'm noticing, kind of as I scroll through the results of, of the god awful month that was April, uh, is that okay? We recorded um, we recorded Sunday, April third. Okay, yep. that Monday, that season opener that got canceled and moved to Tuesday. The Astros won that game. Okay. Okay. April tenth, the Astros lost at Milwaukee, so that's that doesn't necessarily help. April seventeenth, the Astros won. They beat the Tigers five to four. Right. Um, last Sunday was the was the late night uh, Sunday night baseball game, which the Astros lost in twelve innings because Ken Giles. Um, <laughs> and then Wednesday, April twenty seventh, was their other win against the Mariners, a night that we recorded the bonus episode. We're recording tonight. They win today. There's a clear line that you can draw between the recordings of Lima Time Time and wins. Wow. Yeah. That's. That's a very interesting correlation, and now how much do we love this team? <laughs> do we love this team to uh, to up our recordings? Now that I don't want to uh, 
I don't really want to call my loyalty in into I'm, question. Because no, no, no. Well, clear, I mean, clearly, we're. I mean, we have a show already. We're very dedicated, but it's like, come on, Astros! Like you can help us out too. Yeah, four and two. This is they are four and two on days that we half of their wins this season have come on days that we've recorded a show. Yeah, take that for what it's worth. I mean, Just take that to the bank. Actually, we're talking about and, and anyone that says it's too early, you can piss off because you can't pick and choose when it's early and when it's late. <laughs> True that. So, okay, let's let's talk about the the well, let's let's talk about the A's series. So, drop two or three. And we this was a week that we came in saying if the and we mentioned this with with good old Mr. Flores that every week we say this is the week they need to start turning it around and then they right. they they take a steaming hot dump uh, on on the field. What what are your concerns now? Well, I still have all the same concerns. Uh, my concern, my real concern, is that this is the baseball team that they are. That's my concern. Because it's the baseball team they've been over the last 162 calendar games. Yeah. So my concern is that they are a mediocre to sub-mediocre baseball team and that hype has overtaken us all and they had a wonderful magical run last year but they are who they are and that's just they're just not ready yet so and they and they had a little peak run and they gave us a taste and we all took the bait and now they're just they're being who they are and they're just not ready yet and they're too young we thought that's we were, what I'm that's what I'm scared of. We thought we were getting Led Zeppelin and instead we got Hootie and the Blowfish with the one hit wonder and one good out. Okay. Well, there's no reason to to bring Hootie and the Blowfish into this. They're they're a wonderful band and there's no reason to hate on them. I'll act, I'll actually I that's a bad example cuz actually I don't mind Hootie. Yeah, they had they had like 3 hits off the they, they're not one hit wonders, they're just Hootie and the Blowfish. They well, that might be they had like three singles off their that one record, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm not like a fan. I've, ne- I've never seen them in concert, so everybody can shut up right now. Uh, I'll that's fight to this. I'll fight anyone. I saw. I did see Hootie and the Blowfish in 1999, and it was a fantastic show. I bet. Yeah, it's one of my karaoke go tos. She sits alone at my lamppost. <laughs> my karaoke go to is "This Is How We Do It" by Montel Jordan. That's one of mine as well, too. And I just and I kill the rap, so everybody's like, yes. "Whoa, he's he's like so street." And and I because my thing is like I've got long hair uh, and I'm I'm overweight and and so I go up and everyone sees and I, I, I where I live is a little bit ghetto and so it doesn't really go over well when I when it starts and then and then I drop it on them and nice and that's that's it like I'm not I'm I'm royalty after that anyway let's just, let's just make this about karaoke and we don't even have to talk about the Astros that ever would again. actually that would actually be fine. So, it's karaoke time. Which Astro do you think has the worst karaoke stage presence? Jason Castro. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up singing Selena Gomez, I guarantee it. No, his knees lock and he faints on stage. <laughs> Fucking Castro. How do you fix so so where do you start to fix the Astros? Oh man. I I don't I don't necessarily think they need to be fixed. I think it just needs it needs to come back together. I, I think they're just playing their worst baseball right now. I, I, I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. I think I, I, I don't I, they may have 
dug themselves into a uh, too big of a hole. But I do not think that this month truly is the team that they are. It's it's a big fear of mine, like I just said. But just as they've they've been so terrible, they can come out at any time and be amazing and blow people out of the water. So I don't know. I I I think they just need to correct everything. <laughs> Well, the, the, but not necessarily fix the, the the base running. They need to fix that. Okay, I guess if you want to get specific, yeah. The uh, maybe dial back the aggressiveness. I think they're they're and I and AJ Hinch mentioned this in in one after one loss and who can remember which one at this point? Yeah. But it was fairly recently that he said that the team is trying to dig themselves out of the last three weeks with one game. And that's not how it works. Ooh, not even close. And and you've got, you know, and, and looking at the wins, they won the home opener. Uh, they randomly beat the Brewers. Um, they won the home opener because that crowd was freaking electric. Um, right. They won, they beat the Tigers 1-0. And yeah, they won. They they won. That's the only series they've won. Yeah, they but they that that was a one nothing. So they're that was a that one was nothing. the Keiko win. Yeah, that was a one nothing barn burner. Two two one run wins there. Got swept yep. by the Rangers. Um, beat the Red Sox on that Saturday when Colby Rasmus hit that grand slam. Um, got that was their that was arguably their best win besides the home opener. Don't, would you agree? I'd agree with that. I mean, they're pretty comparable. It was like a what eight two for the Kansas City game, eight three for that Boston game. Yeah, yeah, and but but the the correlation is that they it's they haven't slugged their way to a win. It's not like there's been one start. There's been a start from a starting pitcher that he struggled, and the Astros just nutted up and and yeah. wrestled through it. Like they've had to get like because the the games that they've won, they've held the other team to three runs. Four runs, two runs, zero runs, four runs, uh, three. And then runs. there was that bad Yankee game. Yeah, four. Like and and no, and, no, it was today. still, it was still, yeah, it was still uh, three runs. Like Never they're, mind. They're not winning games nine to seven, and and they, I don't, I mean, it, it's just the, the consistent, the thing that that you can look to from each win has been. Starting pitchers freaking did a job, and they haven't been able to overcome. It's almost like like I was I was I went to I, I mentioned I went to Round Rock today, and I was I was kind of following it on my phone on the way back, and and it was two one in the bottom of the ninth, and I thought here we go, they're gonna blow this, and it's almost like I wonder if the team has has if if that doubt has started to creep in. It, I think it it has to it has to like, and that's just something that. That you have to get over, and and the first time that you do come through, it's all erased. But it's going to do that until they do so. So maybe today was that day where they held on to that lead. Yeah, and you know Gregerson came on and it was closed out. It was no stress. Uh, I mean, it was stress just knowing that the, that was the score. But it was just it it didn't feel it wasn't painful like some of the other games have been. And speaking of painful in in the bullpen, Ken Giles. <laughs> Ken Giles. Jesus, my this, lord and savior. I am legitimately concerned about his mental state, and I linked to it this morning in this morning's Hot Links post. But I want to read this quote from Ken Giles. Everybody, sit down. If you're, I mean, I, I, you're probably sitting down, 
and you may even be familiar familiar with the quote, but if you're just like if you're jogging on a treadmill, if you're riding your bike, if you're fighting a man in an alley, <laughs> I want you I want you to sit down for if this are, quote. If you're fighting because it it caught me off guard and I was very taken aback by it. So please, this is just a warning from your good friends at Lima Time Time. Carry on, James. My apologies. I just needed to let them know. Now, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're fighting and using the strength of our anger uh, to, to get the better of your opponent. But, you would uh, be winning if you did that. Yes. So Ken Giles, and this was either, I linked to it this morning, but it, it may have, I, I think, because Giles walked out of the clubhouse Friday night. That's when he served up another home run and blew another game. He and Eric Kratz have the same ERA. Just consider that for a second. Um he did not talk to the media Saturday after Friday night's game. Saturday he came in, and this is what he said to what I believe is the Houston Chronicle. He said, I'm out of whack. I'm not me right now. I'm not the guy I was the past two seasons. I'm somebody completely different on the mound, and I don't feel comfortable up there. It's just mechanical work, but I don't feel comfortable up there. I don't feel right. I'm just trying to push through where I need to fix those things right now. End quote. End season explode nuclear bomb <laughs> that is troubling partially we, we we talked about this a little bit it's partially troubling I, I i commend him for being self-aware and i commend him from for knowing that seemingly knowing that there's something mechanical wrong that he's not comfortable and that he it needs to be fixed but that's the only positive part of that the rest is like uh, what? <laughs> and, what and, wait, what'd you say? What was that? Yeah, you and you and I know, and any baseball fan who who halfway pays attention knows that that relievers go or relievers are streaky, uh-huh. unless you're Brad Lidge uh, after the Astros traded him and he goes perfect for the entire 2008 but season. Still, same thing. He even, I mean, yeah, when you're when you're those kind of guys seem to be very very streaky, and they're either unhittable. Or they're super hittable. Yeah. And there's not much in between. And I don't know why that is. And I, I, and I guess it has to be mental, right? That's Because that's, it's not stuff. He still has nasty shit, but... It's just getting tagged. And I don't know if he's, if he's tipping pitches. Um, it's gotta be... Yeah, I, I, that's what, that was my first inclination, was that he was tipping pitches. Because the way he's getting hit, it's just not indicative of how, how good his stuff is. Right, he's either he's either tipping pitches or he's so utterly predictable at this point that, and but he but but he's not calling it. So I, I feel like I, I think he's tipping pitches. I think that's that could be dead on, and and that's maybe what he was alluding to. But dude, like it's it's not even like question mark. It's just straight. It's an exclamation oh, point, bro. Like it's bad. So, and then, of course, everybody in the trade is now the best player on earth. <laughs> yes, and I want to. I actually, we, we that's typical though that we we understand that's just how it works. I want to. I want to get back to that actually. But, okay, but okay. my concern for Giles right now is that yes, he acknowledges that it's that that perhaps it's mechanical. Maybe he's tipping pitches. Maybe he and Brent Strom need to sit in the video video room for three or four hours and and figure things out. But my concern is that he's young enough, like he's, what, 25? Uh-huh. Mid-20s, 25, 26. But he, he hasn't been 
I mean, everyone knew who Ken, we know who Ken Giles is. I didn't know what Ken Giles was doing for the Phillies last year while he was doing it. Like it's only been since it was, it has only been since the Astros were sort of rumored to be interested in Ken Giles that I took a look and thought, holy crap, like this dude. Cause he was just doing his job. You don't hear about well, and he was doing, doing his job, their job for the was, most part. He was doing his job on a pretty, it's not like Kimbrell or somebody who just, it's a little bit different, but right. I, I get what you're saying. Well, he was doing his job on a, on a bad team in the other league. Like there wasn't, I mean, right, 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 right. Unless you are just baseball junkie and, and maybe this is my shortcoming and not paying that it, much it's attention. It's totally your shortcoming. I'm just just kidding. It's not. You failure. do a very good, great job. But but my concern is that the mechanical side of it is affecting him so much that it becomes a psychological thing with him. Like that's a, it's a it's a psychological issue as much as it is a mechanical issue. Like if he goes out, if and you know how relie- relievers are freaking like the, like the best relievers are are somewhat insane. Where uh, yeah, like Wagner was a really weird dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was. Lidge was yeah. Lidge was kind of a weird dude. Like a like a like a, they had an intensity about him that was a little bit. Well, he kind of had, yeah, he had like a serial killer thing to him, like yeah. a Dexter thing. Like he might kill people and eat their skin, but that's just just an observation. Gregerson looks like he'll try to do your taxes in the parking lot, but like do them very wrong. Like he <laughs> like he has a total different like view of what the tax code is. It's like no, it's the, this is the tax code. Um, <laughs> But I so no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And like that, that can go it, it's, e- either way. He could be young enough to where it's like this, like it's fixed immediately, and he bounces back, or it could like completely fuck his career, and we're screwed. Yeah, while we watch Mark Appel and Vincent Velasquez riding an open top bus down the street, I still of Philadelphia. think that that's gonna all balance out. I, I honestly do. I don't. But you don't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna balance out because of just the volume of of players that right that were involved in the the talent level that that everyone knows they obviously have. Okay, but let's be let's be honest. I know the Astros were, and we'll get back to Giles in just a second. But let's be honest. Like, I think we all could collectively agree that we all couldn't care less about Appel. I know that we were all that the Astros were huge on him for two straight years, so we thought he had to be great. But he got lit up, lit up. I, I was done with him when he was traded. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know how you felt. Uh, I think but I, he had lost, his luster was gone with me. Not saying that he was a lost cause and could never do anything, but I didn't care anymore. I don't think he was ever going to do anything in Houston. Like, I think there was... But, th- th- but why? But like, I, that's so weird. Like, I, I understand how that works, but that's just a weird thing. I I actually talked before the Astros drafted like the first year that they were rumored to be drafting him. I actually like tried this journalism thing and went through Stanford and got an interview with him. Mm. And he's obviously a very thoughtful guy. He's very he's a, he's a very spiritual guy. Um, I'm not going to go so far as to say he's he's a sensitive guy, but I, that's sort of the impression that I got. Then this and, place should be perfect for him because we're it's a patsy. Media market, it's it is, but do you, it's a big market, but it's not like I feel like this is Philadelphia. He's in the worst place on earth. <laughs> do you remember? literally Philadelphia, the dumpster fire of America? I love Philadelphia, but it's I do too. But from a you know what I mean? It's for I, us, but I I have a at some point I probably won't ever tell this story, but I have a story about Philadelphia that involves absinthe and, and nice. 
Uh, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, um, you don't want to, but we. I, I'm going to put like a little note. I, th- I feel like that we are going to have to get into that at some point. Yeah, I think we will. But but I mean, I don't know if you remember like the swirling storm of of human crap when Appel got promoted from from Lancaster, where he was just getting blasted. He got promoted to Corpus and then stopped at Minute Maid before, like on a Sunday morning before a game and this was two or three years ago and it turned into like a big deal about how he threw a bullpen in front of Brent Strom and and like some of the Astros players and I it, they were unnamed but everyone sort of agrees it was probably Jared Cozart because he's sort of a dick um <laughs> that that it blew up into like a big thing about how he hadn't earned the right to to set foot on Minute Maid Park yet and it I mean it it was a big deal. Like it was sort of. I, I I remember that, but that's some bitch shit. It is. So I, it has to be Cozart number one, <laughs> and I, I don't have a number two. But that's I, I I do agree with that standpoint. But like he's part of the. You can come and have a bullpen fucking session at the park. Like, well, I think that's what every reasonable person would say. But it, I th- what I'm a, what I think is that it turned into such a big deal. And Appel's the kind of guy that that would that would mess with your that would kind of sour your relation that would mess that would mess with you. Oh, for sure. Do you think like okay? But you talked to him. Do you think like Appel could secretly be a dick, or or come off as not likable? Because you know when they have all their their top prospects come out and meet the players and hang out when they're drafted. Like, what if people just didn't like him and they already hated him, and then he's getting shelled? And comes up and is thrown in the bullpen. You know he that's was, a territory he, thing. You know what I mean? He's a guy that that tweets out Bible verses, and I am. Yeah, I know, but still, I know Bible people that I would like to hit in the face with a board with a nail in it. Well, yeah, that but doesn't I mean, mean that they're not tweeting out Bible verses. Well, it's true, but but I think that that could like I think that could. I mean, if if you're not into Bible verses, then then that could rub you the wrong way, and that could be seen as. Posturing. <laughs> I'm not saying like the Bible <laughs> verses are making me mad. I'm just saying like, what if he was just like nobody liked him? Like this guy sucks. I thought that could that could. And then he gets shelled, be. and then he's back up thrown in the bullpen, and like a young guy like Cozart would be threatened by that. I think I don't know. That's a cool. That's like a cool little side story maybe we can do a 30 for 30 or some shit on that and like dig into that more or something the chronicle totally blew that whole story up anyway yeah because i'm yeah we're totally off track now yeah but that's that's really interesting stuff and i'd like to uh i guess if appel was still here it'd be more interesting but that's that's some cool stuff so anyway We, we don't get drama like that around here for the most part right right so basically ken giles scares the crap out of me yeah, that's some scary stuff to say. That's some apocalyptic. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dragons. That's your dragon fighting from your show. Okay, all right. There's no dragon fighting. Um, <laughs> so, so in the wake of of the Ken Giles trade, in addition to the trade for Scott Casimir, for Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires, do you think the Astros are are a better team now than they were one year ago? <sighs> One year prior to the Gomez fire trade. No, I mean, if like, like, so one year ago, the Astros have not traded for Ken Giles, Scott Casimir, Carlos Gomez, or Mike Fires. Do you think are are the Astros a better team on on May first, two thousand sixteen, than they were on May first, two thousand fifteen? Um, with a with a healthy McCullers, yes, I do think they are on paper a better baseball team, and I think they'll get there. Because you have 
you have Correa in the lineup because you can't you can't equate the him in mm-hmm. if we're going back that early. That's true. Um, they had a hell of a start, but I I, I think that this is. Yeah, I, I, I do think this is a better baseball team. They're not playing like it. They're not obviously, like it. and but they they are a better team, or they should be. They they have a better. That's a hard. It's it's hard to answer it because they're supposed they're supposed to be, and on paper they are. Yeah, and they have experience added to the guys that w- that were playing then, that aren't quite coming through yet. Altuve is a hero. He is. He may be having his best season ever and might continue to do so. And Springer's starting to come along. But, like, these guys have exp- – yeah, they're a better team. So I guess the question is, is how does that – how do you sell that? Like, if you – I mean, do you – because we – I haven't heard – and I look for this stuff, like, every morning for, like, a Lynx post. Like, I'm, I'm looking for Jeff Luna to come out and say, everyone just chill out say something. And, and he can't react to Astro's Twitter the way that Astro's Twitter would like him to react. Because I, uh-huh. I think he would throw us off the top of Union Station. Like, he'd get the train guy. He'd tie us all to the railroad tracks and let, let Bobby Dynamite, the train guy, like, roll over us at two and a half miles an hour. I would, too. Astro's Twitter's the worst. <laughs> I would. I probably would. I, it, it's amazing he hasn't actually... Yeah, it's just like... I think everybody needs to chill out, and I'm freaking out. Like, I get it. I get it. This is bad, and we are all freaking out. Here's but, where... like, I, I'm not completely, like, I'm not gone yet. I, I'm fucking close. I'm so, so close. Because that's a full month of baseball. But going back to what Robert said was that, that they used, uh, I don't remember who he said, just because my memory's terrible, but uh, the forty game mark. Oh yeah, the old Rockies GM. Yeah, yeah, the old Rockies GM. I, I yeah, I, his name is Dan O'Dowd. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, so we're getting close on that. So these these next couple weeks are that. Um, I... But the way the schedule shakes up, we have potential. Well, to just crawl back into being a normal baseball team, and then we can worry about other stuff from there. But we have the worst team in baseball coming in. The Twins are coming in, and and you know I keep going. If, if and I don't want to, I don't want to be optimistic. It's more fun to to just. Blow I, it. I do, and even though I'm very, I, I feel just like you do. But I, I do want to be optimistic because. You and I both know that this is a team capable of playing great baseball yes. and capable of scoring 15 runs and blowing people out. And on any given night, it, it, the starting pitching, which has let us down all year, they're capable of shutting people down. At least a couple of them are. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they I, haven't done it at all. They, so, like, that's bound to happen. And despite, It just needs to come together. Despite the fact that that April went about as poorly as you could have possibly expected it to go, uh-huh. the Astros are still only six games back. That's unfucking believable. You know, it's not like there's you know that the, the Mariner that the Astros are sitting here at eight and seventeen, and the Mariners are like twenty two and three, and we're that's already a, that's a wrap at that point. Like, yeah. and you're like, let's hope the wild card stays in grasp. Like, so yeah, exactly. So all right, so there's some optimism. That's some silver lining. 
But as as Robert said, with the schedule, we have Minnesota coming in. We have Seattle, who, yeah, that series rubbed us the wrong way. But I'm not. I'm still not scared of them, despite them destroying us. There was against the Mariners series. There was a one run loss. And there, there was that eleven one thing. Whatever a, that was. There was a win, and then there was an absolute blowout loss. So that was. I mean, it got out of hand really late, though. That was a, that was a Keiko loss, wasn't it? Uh, what? Yeah, I think it was. Unfortunately, sorry but, to bring that up. But that um, was yeah, the, that was a Keiko loss. That there. was where Michael Feliz came in and and he, yeah, who has yeah, not which impressed. he seems to be the best at like extending leads for the other team. Yeah. So it's okay, been, but but like they're not world beaters. Like we can beat the Seattle Mariners. I whether they beat us up there or not. Like that's just baseball. So you have Minnesota, Seattle, Cleveland. Then you go to Boston and you go to Chicago before Texas comes in. Yeah, that those are a lot of games to make up some ground and to get back around five hundred. Yeah, and you know the good thing about this homestand, you know, it's it's three against the Twins, four against the Mar- Mariners. Yeah, and three against Cleveland, and three against. So that's that's ten games, and that's let's see, one. Yeah. To possibly three Keiko starts at home. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I would ideally, obviously, I'd like to see a sweep, but I'd love to sweep Minnesota coming off this Oakland win, get a winning streak. That's what they need. They need just to, even if it's just a couple games, they need a winning streak and remember, like, oh, yeah, we, we can, can do, do this. Because, I mean, there were times, mm-hmm. there was a time last year where they won. They you know they won nine or ten in a row and they were it was like fifteen out of sixteen or something twelve out of thirteen I don't remember what the exact number was they can do that and 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 I but I need them to do it and we need to need them to do it right now well and good good teams will beat the teams that that they that they'll beat bad teams and right. and the the twins present kind of a golden opportunity to come off of this sort of fluky win where you get two hits and still win the game. To, to kind of do some damage and carry that into what will be a four game stretch against against Seattle. So right and see and, the, and like that win today was kind of it was kind of like the games we've been losing. That's something that would happen to us. Yeah. So I I just kind of like that it's flipped that we won a game like that because yeah. we haven't had any breaks. No. So we're gonna get some breaks and we're gonna hit the ball and our pitching is going to be better. I don't know how much better, and I don't know what kind of difference it's going to make, but I, I know that that team that we've watched this month is not our baseball team fully. It, I mean, it is because that's what their record says they are. Right. But everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was Murphy's Law to the highest degree. So it was Murphy's I'm, Law. I'm com- close to freaking out, but I'm still – they're not done. They're it's- not done. It's not over. Do so. So you mentioned the starting pitching being, you know, the, today bad. Fister, well, Fister was was pretty great today, uh, and he's been. That's his. He was decent last start. Before that, wasn't he? He yeah, and he was the one that lost the that would that was on the hook for that really close Cole Hamels loss. That two one game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he pitched great. That so that's that's encouraging to me. 
So we saw we saw Chris Davinsky, the Dragon, get get his first start against uh, Oakland on Saturday. Feldman yeah. was pretty awesome. He was perfect for three innings. Do you give Davinsky another start? A hundred percent, and I, I I believe he will. I believe he will. Yeah, he was for for your first start ever. You got to expect some, you know, some rockiness. But that I I thought he was great. Yeah, he. Did, I mean, the, Con, you know, considering. I mean, considering he pitched great in, considering he pitched into, but he also pitched out of a, a pretty decent jam, which uh, is that is one of the biggest things that I like to look at, and that's one thing that the Astros pitching hasn't done at all is pitched out of jams, yeah. and that's kind of it's nice to just see a guy do that. But he's been doing that in the bullpen all year, yeah, because <laughs> like he's always been in a jam. So, so yeah, so he went. He gave up, yeah, those two runs, but he has a 1.45 ERA. I mean, looking at his stats here, he walked three. That's not terrible for your first start ever. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I struck out four. I'm in five innings. I'm five hits. I'm I'm with it. Yeah, so I, I think he absolutely gets another start, especially with this team. If he doesn't. Then I've got some major questions to be and, honest with you. And if and if if Feldman can be the guy that because Davinsky has that has that changeup. Yep. That if Feldman can be the guy that suddenly gets his career sort of and he was sort of a bullpen guy until he came to Houston anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He exactly. So if he can be sort of that that get two or three innings of of shutdown relief, then that's a pretty valuable move. You've upgraded two spots because if if you're taking a fairly inconsistent Feldman out and putting him into a role where he's more successful, and you replace him with Davinsky or McCullers or whoever you know, whoever someone that's just a little bit more effective, then then you've upgraded you've you've met two needs that we've seen so far. That would be ideal. That would absolutely be ideal. Is Carlos Gomez's rib injury like the most like wink wink? Yeah, you're hurt. You're gonna sit for two weeks in the history of Astros baseball. <laughs> like we want to get you out of the lineup, and you were an absolute freaking idiot on Friday night. So you're gonna get a little bit of a break to clear your head and get your crap together and do some work in the cage while you figure that, your swing out. I think that's a hundred percent what it is. Because what like. What he got? He got bean in the hand or something, right? He got hit in the hand, and then the, the official. I, th- I thought that was going to be the thing that did that, but it wasn't. The official. The official thing is that when he when he pulled a Willie Mays haze and came up short on that on that <laughs> dive in the outfield, that he bruised his ribs. Total Willie Mays haze. So I think he his. I, I, it's it's a it's a perfect opportunity to get him the hell out of the lineup. But yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. But I also I think it's super important to figure out where he stands and either get him on track or get him on a track on a train to somewhere else. <laughs> and the thing is, like he's he's a free agent after this year. Like if you trade him, you're not going to get anything because he hasn't done anything. Right, right. Last. So that that's that's kind of that's kind of the thing. So you just have to ride it out and hope he hope he finds it. Now. He is not going to be this bad. And he's come up with some hits. He's playing let me pull him up. He's he's played a little bit better. 
Oh, but yeah, that base running blunder, and then yeah, just missing that catch in center field in that inning. That game, that that Oakland game hurt me a, a lot. Yeah, that cut deep. That one affected me, and I think I felt Astros Twitter felt the same. Like it just it you, took some it took something out of me, like a playoff game, loss would. It just hurt a little bit more because you not only had Gomez messing up in in numerous areas, but that was when when <laughs> Giles apparently had a complete right. It, it, and like Robert said, it was like a microcosm. It really was a microcosm of this of this start to the season, and it sucks. Are so. So piggybacking on that, are you done with Luis Valbuena? I've been done. I've been done. I, I've been done since last year. I just I, he doesn't do anything. Like he's hitting one eighty three. Um, it was cool when he had like twenty home runs in the first five games, whatever the shit he did. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what he did, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, whoa. Okay, if we're gonna get magical production from this guy out of nowhere, and he's gonna hit thirty home runs, twenty-five to thirty, then obviously it's worth whatever he hits. Right. But you're getting nothing, nothing at all. Not not a single solitary. Thing. So I was done with him by the end of last year. Um, and so you know, and I don't know what the plan is, but I, I mean, he was obviously a stopgap guy to begin with. But well, the the, yeah. the plan was that, and, and Luno said this at the beginning of the year that that if you are not producing, you know, that they don't have the patience for for you to for for slumps or for you know, if 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 someone gets hurt or someone is in a slump, then they're going to get moved. And you've got you've got Colin Moran. Who admittedly yep. is at th- he's at third base, but he's he's only played in twenty games at Fresno. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't have a lot of pop, um, but in those twenty games, he's hitting three hundred three with a three fifty seven on base percentage. Okay, and and I you know what I, I I'm okay with having you know one spot in the lineup where you can get a guy that's hitting three another guy besides Altuve that's that's hitting three hundred to three twenty. And, yeah, of course. And whether whether that will translate from Fresno to Houston is always up for debate. But I'm kind of tired of seeing Valbuena. It's an out. It's an out. Like that whole bottom of the lineup is is dead. It's wh- so. But so you don't just you don't ascribe to the uh, the positional power roles. You know, the first baseman and third baseman is supposed to hit for power and all the all that stupid shit. Well, you don't I you think don't subscribe to that at all. I think sort of, but I think if it, the, I've never really understood it, like what 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 does it matter if they're you know what I mean? Well, I, I've never really understood that at all. But I'm, I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on that. So if if you're supposed to get power from your third baseman and you're not, but you're not supposed to get power from your second baseman and Altuve's going off, then, then yeah, what's that's the point? An, yeah, that's an even trade. So you're you're still getting power, it's just from a different spot on the field defensively. I think you need to have outfielders who can hit. You know, I I think you need to have a first baseman because, and I I think with first baseman it's because they don't provide a whole lot of defensive value. Right, 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 for sure. You've got to make up for that value. But but Gaddis is DH. I mean, got he hit a home run the other his first home run the other yeah, night. Yeah, thank but, God, thank God he did that. But I mean, as long as you're getting power, but. You're getting power from somewhere. The only the only thing is okay. What the so so Moran can get on base. That doesn't help the Astros at this point because they can't no, do anything. No, nobody's going to get him in. Yeah. yeah, 
but maybe you have the guy that's hitting three ten that he doesn't have a lot of pop, but he'll David Eckstein you and and bloops and <laughs> he'll he'll hit it to the gaps and and he'll get that hit. That's better than striking out. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, absolutely, it is. So I want to see. I mean, obviously, I mean, the Astros don't have a problem promoting being aggressive with promoting guys. You know, no. Correa. They don't, and that's that's one good thing is that they have that going for them. McCullers, you know, I think the re, you know the reason that we haven't seen AJ Reed in or we haven't seen a, a reaction is because I think the Astros baseball team is smarter than than we are. I think you know they're not. Oh, they're not they gonna, are. They are. They're let's, not going to overreact. Let's be honest, and they. I, I don't think that they're freaking out yet, and. I don't know how scary that is, but I, I think I'd rather them be mentally ill and not be freaking out and be like, <laughs> "All right, let's do this and do it." Yeah, this egg account, and then, said then that freak we, out and totally press and ruin any chance that we had of them coming back. I, I would like to just throw this out randomly that for all you Preston Tucker capers, that he's hitting to a two thirteen, so you can all die. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing. Like, if if Gomez goes to the DL, I'm just kind of, I, and I, I like Preston Tucker. It's not even about him, but I'm just sick of hearing about him. <laughs> like, he's, I don't know how he's tricked you. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, he has a couple home runs. That's cool. He has three RBIs. So that's what two solo shots or one. I don't know. He was one but, of those guys that when I did the runners in scoring position thing like a week and a half ago, like he was over with runners in scoring. Position. Yeah, like. Shit, like he is not the answer. So, well, the the thing is, if Gomez, goes I, I, the, I like him as a spot guy and a guy that can. He's a ball player. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just sick of people like. He's not going to anchor your outfield. He's, like he literally has the exact same average as Carlos Gomez. Well, just that's the thing. Couple, just two more home runs. If Gomez goes to the DL, you're looking at. But Gomez has earned his right to hit through it. I know he's on the DL and you Tucker has replaced him, but I mean, in well, general, he's not. I'm, he's I'm not talking, yet. I'm not talking health. I'm talking just straight player to player. Like yeah. people were talking before injuries, like get rid of Gomez, bench him, and replace him with Tucker. Well, and and Gomez I don't think they understand that as a veteran and a former All Star, you earn the right to hit through this shit. It's annoying and it sucks, and we're all frustrated, but it is what it is. And Gomez isn't hurt. I mean, he's not on the DL yet. Like that that's still they're still deciding on he's gonna be out for a little bit, but he's not on the DL yet. So Right. And and they've kept him off before where he's come in and run and they've done some weird stuff with that, but I don't know what they'll do. They'll I I don't know what they're gonna do with that. It it is alarming that he hasn't gone yard yet. He's come close a few times. Like And he only has two ribs, so that's bad. That's very bad. And the base running and all that fun stuff but yeah he has he's put he's put some good swings on it but i just think we i don't know I, there i am defending him again i can't, i don't know what my problem is he, he put a spell on you i just believe that god he was so fucking good in milwaukee and he was good down the stretch last year for us when he when even when he was hurt he was still like Pulling off some amazing stuff, and, and he was, and and I keep, and there's there's one guy in particular that I know is going to tweet at us. Um, I don't care; he can do it. But but he had put together a phenomenal stretch for for two or three weeks as an Astro, and and we're not talking about a whole lot of time 
of Gomez as an Astro compared, looking at a kind of a larger picture of it. But but he went absolutely off in late August, yeah. early September, and then he had this side injury and and. Well, yeah, I think that that killed him, and he was still and he still had some big hits down the stretch. He but, had a homer in that Yankees wild card game. Yeah, that was pretty important. Let me see. Um, hold on, let me. Let me just pull this up. Let's see if we can help somebody out. How many games? That's okay. So he played in 41 games for us in 2015. Average, not so great. He hit 240, 242. Okay, yeah. yeah, his numbers, yeah, he really didn't do anything for us, so I get it. Well, but I, I, I totally get it. And he, he didn't really do anything in Milwaukee either. So I don't know if it, that was injury stuff, but all of the years before that, starting in 2012 when he started getting good, like legit, he was hitting 284 and and I think that's the 24 homers and I think that's the guy the Astros traded for. They obviously wouldn't have traded for him if they figured that his production was going to drop off to this level. And it was the same for about three years, very comparably. He hit 260, then he hit 284 back-to-back years. Um, had around, he had 73 RBIs two years in a row. Like, that's weird to have the exact same batting average, exact same RBIs, and one home run off. Yeah. 23 and 24. I, I, I thought he hit for more than that, but he had 34 doubles. Um, he had 40 stolen bases, 37, 34. Like, he was just productive. Just a, And then, not to mention, probably the best center fielder in the league. I still think he is when he's healthy. Yeah. Arm-wise and defensively. But and- we just want him to be just normal. I'm not even asking for that. That's how much, how bad he is right now. Yeah. And, and you know, the it's obviously his his track record was was enough. Remember the Mets tried to trade for him and then they pulled out by saying that, Oh, for sure, yeah. That they he, they didn't like the health or what. Yeah. So they go out and get Ioannis Cespedes and the Astros pounce. And now obviously what we would have preferred is that the Astros go get Ioannis Cespedes, but well, I think we wanted him. I th- I yeah, I think that's what they wanted to do. But Gomez filled that need because I guess Springer could have played center and put Cespedes in right and Rasmus in left, and and this is a dramatically different team, but it didn't work out like that. Right, yeah, so, yeah, so whatever. Remember, we all just die in the end. Yeah, we all do just die. Um, but, yeah, so Gomez is on all of our – he's – I'm not – that was just I was stating facts. That was not defending him. I'm I'm done with him until he proves me otherwise. But all I'm saying is that somewhere in there is a hell of a ball player and he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt until he's not on this team. Well I think I he's think he's probably not coming back. So like he it's just he's getting paid too much and he's a veteran and he's a former all star. He's gonna get the shot. I don't know. I'm, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. Hench may ride a hot hand. I, I, I don't know, man. This sucks. This just sucks. 
Because there's there's not a hot hand. I mean, you've got Marizny. No, no, there's no. Oh yeah, you mean the anti bat? Tucker and Mariznik are your options. Marisnik, at like this doesn't point. even hit with a bat. Like he he just flips his hair and hopes he walks. That's like right. there's no like, up, there's no offense there. He goes up there with with gluten free linguini <laughs> and tries to tries to crossfit the other. Yeah, he has pitcher into tea, tea tree shampoo just <laughs> glistening in the in the LED lights. Argon oil. For sure. Fuck, man. There, so my question was, how do you fix this team? And I think what we've decided is that it's extremely complicated, and it's it's there's no there's no one thing, there's no magic switch you can. Play. No, yeah, because everything's wrong. So, yeah, everything's wrong. So you work on base running. You get Gary Pettis to fucking learn baseball and signals you just break his arms and put him in casts and then like why wasn't he running out on the field to trip gomez running <laughs> third on that double like what the like I, and i love aggressive baseball i love going for it i love the competitive spirit i really do but when it's at to the detriment of the game and the team and a play like that like you never like, we all know this. You don't get the first or the last out at third base. That's just a rule. Like, it's ingrained in me. Anybody who's played, you don't do that. Well, I think I think it shows that – and because what with, Al, with the Altuve play last week or, or – Oh, that's, was, a whole, yeah, that's a whole different thing. The, the, the Altuve – I think that the, the players like Gomez and they're trying – it's what Hinch said when we've alluded to that quote where they're trying to undo three weeks of baseball in one game. Like there's, they're just all trying. Like he was trying to make it happen right there, and and I re, I respect that, but that doesn't mean it's what he's supposed to do, and I like it. Right, and you can. I mean, there's a difference between being aggressive and being smart. Yeah, yeah, because so. he was just host. I mean, there was not. It wasn't even. It wasn't even close. I don't even know why he. I I don't know. I don't even know why he decided to to do that. Just watching it back, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It makes me mad. Well, he's just trying to. I mean, you're trying when you when you're struggling to hit with runners in scoring position. You've got to think like, okay, there's there's nobody out. Right. If I'm on third, then at least a deep fly ball, which the Astros are pretty good at hitting it, right. hitting it right, right to the outfielder. You know, it's you can score from third. Like right. They're, they're but just, with his speed, a base hit scores him from second, and you can move him over. There's just a, and you probably will with fuckface coming up after him. <laughs> um. Whenever he bats after him, I don't know. I don't even care. Right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't. But yeah, that loss just haunts me, and this season is haunting me. But I'm not out yet. I'm not out yet. We had an amazing guest on the show today. Things are going well for us. Personally, yes. Yeah. So like we're while the team struggles, we are climbing up the world of uh of podcasts that's right so we need you to rate and uh if possible review lima time time on itunes please uh, tell your friends tell your neighbors buy them an ipod with all of the podcasts preloaded on it are ipods things it's still i don't know that's a really good point i don't know but I, yeah but if they are like or buy them like one of those like zunes whatever yeah. like just i don't think you can get it on a zune but still get up get like a a $12 MP3 yeah, player. Mini, yeah, mini disc player. Like literally anything. Listen to it. 
like feel our pain and rant with us. Like you can you can have this on your headphones and you can just talk out loud and rant with us. Like be be a part of the program. And that's what we're working on. So we'll have a, a little announcement about about your participation in Lima Time Time next week. Ooh, uh, you'll like that. You we, will like this. And we are going to have another bonus show. This the Astros don't have a day off. Uh, this this week, but we are going to have a special guest on. Was it Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, Tuesday night, the third um, comedian and former sports talk uh, radio host John Wesling, um, one of the brainstorm people of, of of the show, one of the original members. That he just has a busy schedule, and I stole all of his thunder, and I took his job. <laughs> And obviously, everybody loves me, so I'm not going to give it up. No, no, we'll just we'll, we'll add him in. We're when he finally can. getting him on, and we're just going to. Hopefully, we're celebrating. If, we, if we're celebrating, I guess it'll be one game. But hey, that'd be a winning streak. It'd be a winning streak. It'd be a two game, the first two game winning streak. Of yeah. The, of the so season. hopefully, he's on, and that it's we can just it, it'll just be fun and games. Yeah. And we can get back to uh, get back to winning because we're going to. Let's let's Good. start laughing at other teams. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah, I want to make I I want yeah I want to make fun of everybody else. Like I don't uh, I don't do well in this position. I don't like this. No, this self deprecating crap gets old. Especially after what we went through to get here, and we thought we were free of that, and like really like not free of that, but we were like champion. Like we were gonna not. Oh, I just no I point, can't. There was I no can't. point to playing. Just simulate to the end of the season and start the playoffs. Like that's what we were waiting on. Yeah, expectations can be a killer sometimes, so I guess you have to keep those in check. But guys, yeah, uh, let's all try to be optimistic, especially when going to iTunes to give us a five-star rating and write a lovely review about how you think my voice is attractive. Yeah. And James as well. Like we're, I think we have both pretty good voices. We're pleasant. We're pleasing to the eye and the ear. Yeah. Yeah, like if you need a nap, you can listen to us. But if you also need to be pepped, you can listen to us. It's very we're very versatile in that sense. Yeah. So uh, so do that. Tell your friends. We love all the great tweets and the quotes on the show and the hashtags and the, even like your screenshots of the reviews you write. Like we love that shit. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. We're so proud of all the love that you've given us, and we're thankful, and we love doing it. So thanks, guys. Uh, fuck Jason Cash. <laughs> But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. <laughs>